Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. This episode is brought to you by Sax.com. At Sax.com, it's easy to find your new vibe. Dive into the Western trend with gold cowboy boots from Stott. Or go full 90s throwback with platforms from Prada. You can shop for everything on your agenda. Whether it's a breezy Zimmerman dress for garden party or a bright Chloe blazer for brunch. Find inspiration for your new vibe. Every day at Sax.com. Well, I must confess that when I woke up this morning and I saw a headline that said, Grammy winner Pink graces the cover of People's Beautiful Issue, I thought, I feel like they're missing a word. Turns out they're not. Uh, And we want to tell you all about it on the Colleen and Bradley show on MyTalk 1071. We stream live at MyTalk1071.com and we are everything entertainment. I'm Colleen Lindstrom, Bradley Trainers in Paradise. I'll be back next week. Aww. Holly Roberts is here. Hello. So Holly, yeah, I woke up this morning and I, I and I was, you know, looking at the headlines and it said very proudly Grammy winner Pink graces the cover of People's Beautiful Issue with her two kids and I had to clear the sleep out of my eyes. And do the ear, ear, ear. And then I looked again. I thought, well, I feel like there isn't it the most beautiful issue. Well, it turns out it's not anymore. Uh-huh. This is a big change. Actually, it's a small change. I think meant to make a big impact that People Magazine has made uh, in renaming their most beautiful edition. Just simply the beautiful issue. Mm-hmm. And like I said, uh, Pink is on the cover, but Holly, Pink is not alone on the cover. Yeah, Pink is with her two adorable children, Willow and uh, Jameson. Now, I have to be honest, like, I, my first impression of this was, that's awesome. That we are no longer doing this most beautiful junk. Yeah. That we really have decided to turn our, turn our attention to just beautiful and not make it into a competition. What, what's your initial reaction? I think that People Magazine made this decision in order to be current with the conversations that we're having about what it means to be beautiful. Mm -hmm. And it's 2018. And I think the editors at People Magazine saw this as an opportunity to upgrade themselves into our current reality. And I Mm -hmm. say good on them because, yeah, the most beautiful issue, People Magazine has uh, several tentpole issues of their magazine every year. And the most beautiful issue is basically the issue where they applaud females and females specifically for their beauty. Now, the counterpart for the males is the most sexiest man alive. Now, I wonder what they're going to do with that. We don't they need an upgrade on that. Yeah, one. yeah. Because I think last year, remember when we had the conversations last year? Uh, about the most sexiest man alive, it was Blake Shelton. Yeah, and we and there was a whole like conversation about because he's not necessarily, and I'm putting this in loose quotes, conventionally sexy. Yeah, 
And they were trying to argue like, yeah, sexy comes in all different shapes and sizes and looks and all of the things. And so that was People Magazine trying to pivot into 2017 and our idea of what it means to be a sexy man by putting Blake Shelton on the cover of The Sexiest Man Alive. However, I feel like that was a half-hearted attempt at overhauling that Sexiest Man Alive concept. Yeah, and the back end of 2017 was a, a major period of transition in a lot of the conversations we were having that it was sort of the birth, not the birth, because the Me Too movement had sort of been bubbling up for quite some time. But it was, I would say, the explosion of the Me Too movement. Well, it definitely came to the forefront of the public conversation yeah. in our consciousness. And talking about what women represent, not just in Hollywood, but just generally what what the common images of women represent for people. Mm-hmm. So that conversation has been part of it. And, and I see this as a response to that. Yep. And and not as half-hearted. I mean, this feels like a real commitment. Yes. So now this most beautiful issue is them going full force into making that kind of change. I do just want to read um, really quickly some of the words that came because I... It, when this was announced, or if this was announced widely, I did not pay attention to it. Well, yeah, remember, with the most beautiful issue, a lot of times there's a lot of hype pre-promoting yes. that happens weeks out. And we've had conversations before in years past about who's going to be the most beautiful person on People magazine. Right. And we we had zero. Nothing. Conversation I didn't about see it that. coming at all and certainly mm-hmm. didn't see the name uh, or the, the sort of vibe of the whole thing switch. Yep. So here is the actual statement, part of the statement from People. People magazine about their choice to change over the years the name of the issue has evolved quote 50 most beautiful people and then most beautiful women etc but the words most beautiful have always been part of the title this year we're renaming it the beautiful issue to make clear that the issue is not a beauty contest and this is all uh these are the words of jess cagle who's the editorial director for people uh she goes on to say nothing else has changed as always it will feature beautiful women and a few men of all shapes sizes and colors and it will celebrate the most beautiful qualities of all strength humanity and artistry now i would say i feel like there they're trying to go a little soft yeah, because when you actually do look at some of the things that they have that they are featuring in this issue, I do think there are some substantial changes that they're not necessarily naming. One of them, of course, being again, Pink is not on the cover by herself. No, she's with her children and the photo of it, her is pink. How I'm raising strong kids. And next to Pink's head is the fact that they're naming this issue the beautiful issue. So that is in smaller font. The emphasis is on Pink and it's on her being a mother and using that word strong. I feel like that was a very deliberate copy choice on on the point of the editors of People Magazine. So they're emphasizing. Yeah, I mean, it is beautiful, but we want to emphasize strong. Right. And, you know, you know, I think you also, Holly, had had pointed to this uh, when we were talking about this a little bit earlier, that really pink is she has whether it was intentional or not, or she just really is being authentically who she is. She has found herself now um, in another part of her own evolution as a human. Yeah. So when pink first arrived on the scene, she was a young pop star. She was, um, you know, I, she even says it in one of her songs. She was like being compared to Britney Spears. Oh, of course, she because was in that. she rose to fame yep. in the early 2000 mm-hmm. in the early 2000s when it was all about the blonde pop princess. Right. And then here was pink with her literal pink pic 
sexy cut. Yep. Saying, there you go. Do, do, yes. do, do, do. But she provided an alternative narrative for people looking for their pop stars to not be so blonde and, and manufactured. And this is what the record companies were offering as an alternative. Right. And then she did kind of, I mean, she had a little bit of a party girl kind of um, reputation. And then when she and Carrie Hart uh, got married, but then, and, and they have had their own relationship struggles, which they've been very open about. But when she became a mother, there was like a, it wasn't even a softening. There was almost an assuredness that we ha- that we saw come forward from Pink. And she really has become a touchstone for many women of a certain age being kind of, you know, starting to touch middle age. Mm -hmm. She, we relate to her. She's a mom as well. She's got a strong voice. And women who have been along for the whole ride. Think about it. If you were a teenager, when pink came out, you're probably in your mid thirties, early forties by now. And you're going through these same life experiences at the same time as pink. And you're, and she has become this touchstone in our culture. Like here's pink. She's a a powerful pop star. Think of her, the, the performances that she gives on the regular. She has become known for her physicality, for her musicianship and, and all of this. And so she holds this special place and I think by People Magazine putting her on the cover of The Most Beautiful, they're trying to signal that our definition of beautiful is all of those things. Absolutely. And I just have to say for, you know, I know they are downplaying it, that they have lost the word most from the title and it is simply the beautiful issue. But I will tell you, I do not think that that is as small a statement as they are trying to make it out to be. Mm -hmm. And I think the choices that they've made around that are speaking volumes. And I'm excited. I think it's really cool. And I actually, for once, might actually buy the issue. I'm not committing to it yet, but don't be surprised if you see me in the aisle at Target with one of those in my cart. I mean, why don't you just steal the wet copy at the dentist office? Gross, because that won't show up for another three months, and you know that. Mm. All right, when we come back (laughs) on the Colleen and Bradley show, oh man, speaking of female empowerment, there is a story coming out of the Boston Marathon that you need to hear. Yesterday, we were telling you the story about the woman who won the marathon. Well, today we want to tell you the story of the woman who won second place. It is an inspiring story, and you'll want to hear it after this on the Colleen and Bradley Show on My Talk 1071. Well, yesterday we were talking all about the woman who won the Boston Marathon. But today we've got a different story to tell on the Colleen and Bradley Show on My Talk 1071. We stream live at MyTalk1071.com. Everything Entertainment, Colleen Lindstrom, Bradley Trainer. Bradley Trainer's off in paradise. But Holly Roberts is in filling in. And Holly. This is a story that deserves to be told. Absolutely. The story uh, of Sarah Sellers. You don't know Sarah Sellers, but Sarah Sellers is just like you. She's just like me. Sarah Sellers on Monday came in second place at the Boston Marathon. The thing about Sarah Sellers that is so incredible, though, is she just ran her first marathon last September. Okay, that is so cool and I want to make sure everybody hears that because there was so much cool stuff happening at the Boston Marathon right Um, one of the first amazing things um, that we learned and we were talking about yesterday was the first American woman in 30 years won the Boston Marathon on Monday uh, and it was a horrible rainy gross cold cold day I mean imagine what it's like here it was like that uh, and 
still, Desiree Linden came across the finish line, first American woman to win the Boston Marathon in 30 years. But this woman who came in second, what's unique about her and special about her is that this was only... I think the second marathon she had run, right? Yeah. And so, the first one had not been long before. It was in September. So Sarah Sellers, she works full time. She's a nurse. Uh, help me out, Colleen. Okay. A nurse anesthetist. Thank you. Yeah. I have a hard time with that I word. I think it's a hard word to say. It is a very hard word. Anyways, what I want to say is she works full time, 12 hour shifts at a time. Mm-hmm. She never runs more than 100 miles a week. And she had only run one full marathon before the Boston Marathon. She ran that marathon in September in Utah. She made a qualifying time for the Boston Marathon. Then she went to Boston, ran that marathon, placed second. I mean, that's so cool. That is so cool. Now, to Sarah Sellers' credit, she was an athlete in college. Mm -hmm. She ran 5K, 10K length, so she wasn't a long-distance runner. She suffered an injury, so she stopped training at a competition level, but she was healthy and Mm -hmm. fit. Mm -hmm. And then she decided that she wanted to run this marathon in Utah in September, and she was training for that like one does for a a marathon, but she's just like you and me. She's working a full-time job. Mm -hmm. She's living her life. She did some cross-training. To her surprise, she placed in the Boston Marathon. Then she got serious about training, but her training was really unique. Again, she never ran more than 100 miles a week. When she flew into Boston to run the marathon on Monday, she arrived early. Her and her uh, guy, they just went on a biking trip to Maine, taking it pretty casually. She just rode the bus to the starting line of the Boston Marathon. She wasn't stressed out about it because she's like, look, I'm just here to run. Right. I'm here to run. I'm here to do this for myself. I'm not here to prove anything to anyone. But lo and behold, as she started running... She kept passing people and more people and more people and more people until she came in second place. And it was only Desiree Linden who beat her on Monday. It's so crazy. That is such a cool story. It is such a cool story. And I bring it to you because it's really inspiring. I was so inspired when I heard her story because she's just living life. Right. Doing her thing. And she managed to fit in the time to train for something that she really wanted to accomplish. And slow and steady wins the race. And she found herself uh, passing elite athletes who are professional runners. And here she is, Sarah, second place at the Boston Marathon. Um, I have to be perfectly honest. I will probably never run a marathon. I've like, I'm fine with that. Like I, I, that is not a goal I need to Mm -hmm. tick off my list. Yeah. Um, a half marathon maybe in the cards someday. I've sort of toyed with that. I ran a half marathon. And that was the end of your running career. And then I retired. But the thing that I always want to tell people is that like, if you ever have seen somebody or been inspired by somebody who's running and you're like, I wish I could do that. The only thing that's getting between you and doing that is you. (laughs) Because sometimes it is an injury. And yes, I get that. And you need to take care of your body and be careful with your body. But running is, is, it is a, um, as my friend Alicia Perkins says, it is, how does she say it? She says it's, it's relatively easy, but it's not simple. Mm-hmm. Meaning, all you need is a, your body and a pair of shoes mm-hmm. and a road, and you can go. But it is a it is a hard thing. This episode is brought to you by Sax.com. At Sax.com, it's easy to find your new vibe. Dive into the Western trend with gold cowboy boots from Stott. Or go full 90s throwback with platforms from Prada. You can shop for everything on your agenda. Whether it's a breezy Zimmerman dress for a garden party or a bright Chloe blazer for brunch, find inspiration for your new vibe every day 
at sax.com. Look, Bumble knows you're exhausted by dating. All the, must not take yourself too seriously, and 6-1 since that matters, and what do I even say other than, hey? <sighs> well, that's why they're introducing an all-new Bumble. With exciting features to make compatibility easier, starting the chat better, and dating safer. They've changed, so you don't have to. Download the new Bumble now. ...to do. It's not, it's not simple. Or maybe she says it's simple to do, but not easy. Either way, it, do the, you have you need, all the things yes. you need. You need your body, um, you need some shoes, yeah. you need some time, and, and you, you have need, an open road, yeah, and, and you there you go. go. And now, she did get some training sure. after she qualified for the Boston Marathon from an old college coach who said, hey, let's get serious, let's make a plan for you. But not by any means, she was not doing the elite professional training that many marathon runners do in order to prepare for the races. Right. And we, I think you also need to remember, like when you see a marathon runner running, they have trained and we see what they've done, the product of their training, but the training has been grueling and has taken a lot of time when they go out on their long runs. They're going on long runs. I want to take this call from Sarah just because I'm curious uh, what what she's um, calling about. Sarah is on the line. Hi, Sarah. Hi, Sarah. Hello. Hello. Hello, ladies. Say, do note um, that the, the the last place finisher mm-hmm. of that of, in the women's division of the marathon was um, she ran for the Dana Farber Cancer Center. Oh, cool! Mm-hmm. And I wouldn't be surprised if she's also living with cancer as well. Wow! So that should be noted. She thank finished. you. She, she I don't want to say she you know she's in last place. Yep. Or, or she lost. Yep. But she 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 finished seventy seventy two years old. For wow. a good cause. Yes, for Isn't a wonderful that, cause. That's admirable. Sarah, thank you so much yes. for your call and for thank drawing you. our attention to that. Yes, 72 years old. Her name is Fran Drost, and she was the last runner to cross the finish line. Again, there are just tons of stories out there and, and, and um, really inspiring. Really super inspiring. And again, like, I, I find, I find stories like this to be a thing that can maybe motivate people to, to get out there and try something they haven't. And by the way, if you want to know about how to start running, I'm just going to encourage you to, uh, you can just check my Facebook or my Twitter. I will be sharing a really cool project I'm involved with that's going to help people start running and give you a mental health aspect as well. So I, I'm going to try it out. See what you can do. When we come back, we've got crazy, stupid idiots. But if you're anywhere near Facebook, get there now. We're going to do a Facebook Live and then we'll come back with Oh, dumb people doing dumb things. They are everywhere. And we are talking about them on the Colleen and Bradley Show on My Talk 1071. We stream live at MyTalk1071.com. We're doing everything entertainment. I am Colleen Lindstrom, Bradley Trainer. He's off uh, this week. He'll be back next week. He's in paradise. Don't worry about him. He's yeah, just don't fine. Worry about it. He's fine. Holly Roberts <laughs> is here with me. <laughs> and these are your crazy, stupid idiots. Well, then, I guess one could say. That's a crazy, stupid idiot. Colleen and Bradley present CSI. It stands for crazy, stupid idiots. Oh, crazy, stupid idiots. They are everywhere. They're to your right. They're to your left. And hopefully, they're not looking back at you when you look in the mirror. (laughs) Oftentimes, we find that mirror in the state of Florida. Oh. But uh, wait, I had to double check where exactly we're going first because I was not tracking that information. Oh, no, lots of them started. Oh, look, it's yep, Port St. Lucie, Florida. Uh, at about three a.m. on Thursday, a cop noticed a 
54-year-old Daryl Lee Campbell weaving on the highway in his pickup truck. Well, that in and of itself, not cool, right? Pretty stupid. Mm -hmm. But he um, turned out to be more stupid after the cop pulled him over and the the cop noted that Daryl was not fully dressed. Oh, he was maybe wearing, it was hot. I mean, I don't know. I don't know what the weather is in uh, Florida right now. I can tell you, I'd be cold if I wore the same outfit he was wearing here. But he was just in his underwear. He was covering the necessary bits and pieces, but he was just in his underwear. Do we know what kind of underwear? Are we talking whitey tidy BVDs? Mm. Are we talking boxer briefs? Actually, Holly, thong. I'm glad you asked because we do know everything there is to know about ah, his underwear because yum. his underwear. Nope. His underwear became the center of his crazy, stupid idiotness. Now, you may think, like, drunk driving, that's dumb. Yes, it's true. Of course it then is. Then you'd say, like, dr- drunk driving in your underwear, also dumb, right? Mm-hmm. So we have the true. crazy, we have the stupid part covered. Here's where we go to idiot. The underwear he was wearing was a pair of novelty boxers that advertise a free breathalyzer in his pants. <laughs> Did it have yeah. something to do with his member? Yeah. And then, you know, mm-hmm. maybe. Yeah. And it was sort of like an invitation, you know, to say, like, if you're drunk, I, I get the thing. For, if you want to know, whatever. I'm surprised he wasn't. If he was wearing a shirt, Colleen, if he was wearing a shirt, he would be wearing the shirt FBI, female body inspector. <laughs> exactly. It's totally true. So what this also tells me is that Daryl, Daryl Wright. His name is Daryl, yes. His wardrobe exclusively comes from Spencer's gifts. Uh, totally. In that his is local mall. That is absolutely his his gear is from Spencer's. Um <laughs> he was he was driving drunk, however, he refused to take any sobriety tests himself. Um he is though facing a misdemeanor DUI charge. Interestingly, they were able to discern based on the uh, mm, Items that they located also within his vehicle that he may have been looking for a fun time and perhaps one that he should um, there should be a a monetary transaction for. Oh, a fun time with another individual, not a fun time with himself. Yeah, but he certainly was dressing for the ladies, I would say. (laughs) Daryl's your type. Daryl's your type. I mean, I understand. Daryl. Now, if those boxers were uh, blacklight sensitive now. Maybe reconsider. <laughs> Very bit. funny. Yes. Oh my god, Spencer's. Oh, I miss yep. Spencer. I don't. No, I'm just kidding. I do. I do. I do. I do. That's where I got all of my posters that I hung up in my bedroom. I got my gigantic New Kids on the Block but- buttons there. Thank hang you. Hang tough. Exactly. We're gonna hang tough in Greensboro, North Carolina. Oh, okay. Good. Oh, good. I know the story. I love this story. You have that. I have that. You totally have that. So <gasps> the story takes place in Greensboro, North Carolina. And uh, we have to consider one teenager, Anton Williams. Anton Williams, a teenager living in North Carolina. He was doing what a lot of teenagers like to do, playing a video game. And this video game is called Fortnite. I don't know. Are either of you familiar with the oh, game Fortnite? Yes. Yes, I know Sonny, Fortnite. Yep. If you, you are know- a person and you have people in your family who are between the ages of i'm going to say 10 mm-hmm, and mm-hmm. like 18 you know, probably 25 you know fortnite yeah, yeah. I, so you're both familiar with this game yeah yes, and and can you yeah. speak to its addictive properties yes. 
I cannot. I only know that my daughter goes crazy every time I mention it because Drake played it a couple of weeks yeah. back or oh, something like that. Oh, yeah. Okay, now I'm connecting the pieces of the puzzle. Mm-hmm. Drake live-streamed himself yep. yeah. playing this mm-hmm. game Fortnite, mm-hmm. and it was very exciting. Uh-huh. Oh, I feel so hip and cool <laughs> you, now. That's so hip of you. <laughs> okay. Yes. Fortnite right. is very popular and Fortnite very addictive. is a popular, very addictive video game, and Anton Williams knows this. Teenager Anton Williams knows this. Why does he know this? Because he was playing the game over the weekend on Sunday. He was in the middle of a game playing Fortnite. Mm -hmm. He also happened to be playing this game when a tornado ripped through his neighborhood in Greensboro, North Carolina. Officials say it was a strong F2 tornado on the Fujita scale. Mind Mm -hmm. you, it goes from one to five. Two Mm -hmm. is pretty severe, right? Mm -hmm. So Anton says that he started to hear a noise outside. Then he looked out the window. This is what he saw. Anton saw the roofs of his neighbor's houses being ripped off by the F2 tornado. Anton didn't care. No, he didn't take cover. No, he didn't take cover. Mm -mm. He sat back down. He didn't get in the bathtub with a mattress over him like you're supposed to. He didn't hide under the stairs Mm -mm, with the mattress on top of himself. No, he did not. So that he would protect himself from the flying debris from an F2 tornado. (laughs) No, no. What did he do instead? He sat back down and he tried to finish the game. Apparently, he was playing the Battle Royale version against other people online. Are you guys familiar with this version of the I game? I just know no. that like, when you play things with people, other people online, it's even more serious than more when intense. you're just playing all by yeah. yourself. Right. Well, you know, because it's a team thing now. To your point, uh-huh. Colleen, he was playing the Battle Royale version and he told the local news that there were only a few players left in this Battle Royale, so he didn't stop. Anton said he was being considerate of the other folks on Fortnite. Mm-hmm. But what stopped him, he said he eventually saw that the power lines around his house started to come down. So then at that point, he got his sister and his nephew into the bathroom, Colleen, yes. where it would mm-hmm. be safer, which is where you're supposed to go in your house. Yeah. If you don't have a basement where yep. you can sneak under the stairs, you go into the bathroom, you put a mattress over your head. Thank you, Paul Douglas, for mm-hmm. teaching us that valuable lesson mm-hmm. when we were growing up. Um, even though he was covered in the bathtub with a mattress over him, he said his mind was still on the game. There's a phone version now. Um, so Anton could have oh, just I know. easily switched over to the mobile yeah. version, but apparently he couldn't be bothered until the power line started coming down and then maybe he thought, hey, I could die, so I'm going to get myself. Also, he wasn't thinking of his sister or his nephew. Mm-mm. He was thinking of the game. Uh, okay, so here's the thing, and this is, I just, this is a sign of our times, <laughs> and I want you to know, as a mother of children who um, have their favorite video games, there is a... Uh, at my house, uh, when they are having their video game time, there is a very popular refrain that you will hear. And it goes something like this. I, as the mother, will have a request. Sometimes it is an urgent request, like dinner's ready, come to the table. But sometimes I just want to wield my mom power and be sure. like, hey, somebody walked out of their pants in the middle of the living room and I am not picking them up. <laughs> Put down what you're doing and come pick up your dumb pants. Mm-hmm. This isn't where they belong, mom right? Power, mom so power. So I will say, hey child of my choosing come over here and pick up your pants and this is the response i will get and it is unnerving when i die mom and they don't mean at the end of their actual life when they've lived out all their years on planet earth what they're trying to tell me is they want to get done with their game and get all the points they can get before they will help me with my life colleen 
I have said this to my mom. I'm like, this is okay. You I'm like, just wait, just wait, just wait, just wait. Wait, wait, This is when I write a parenting book. This is going to be the name of one of my chapters. It's going to be about motivation when I die. Now, Colleen, Sonny, question for you. Do your children understand the concept of a pause button or does that not exist anymore? I ask this being completely out of the loop. Okay. And feeling really uncool. So yes, right now. they do. But you know, I, I do understand, especially when they're playing a game, like they'll pause it in the beginning, but if they're at a really good spot in the game and like something good is happening, they don't want to pause it because they're riding the high. Yeah, well, tough crap, kids. I, I had to push the pause button when I was your age. But you're going to have to get after it. Here's the thing, though, because like Colleen said, when when they're playing, I think it's a game called Splatoon. That's my daughter's mm-hmm. game. And she's playing live. When they're playing live, oh, there yeah. is no pause. Right, that's, oh, that's true. true. You're playing with other people. So yeah. we haven't the entered that version. yet. <sighs> but here, I do have to throw this in there because you asked about the pause button. Are they familiar with the pause button? This is where the pause button has gotten to be a problem. Um, at home now, when we're watching television, we can pause anything, right? Mm-hmm. Because it's 2018. Mm-hmm. The future When is you now. go to a hotel and they only have live television for you, that is a really difficult concept to spring on your children when they already have had years of television right. viewing. Right. When they say to you, pause this, and you say, well, we can't because it's live TV. And they look at you like, I don't quite understand what live TV is and what's wrong with you people. Please explain to this us, to me. The novelty of being able to pause live TV. It, we were like, this is so cool. The future's now. And now our children don't know right. that there was ever a time you couldn't do it. Right. Get off I our know. lawns. Get it's, off. I'm telling you, there are like the future is now and it is a blessing and a curse. Mm-hmm. I concur. Mm-hmm. I concur. Thank you. <laughs> on that note, when we come back, you can't hit the pause button on us. Uh, we are going to talk to Donnie Love. He's going to come in and say hi to us. But we also have our daily snap judgment. This is a this or that question. We ask one every single day on the My Talk 1071 Facebook page. You answer it. Then we judge you for your answers. Today, the question was animal crackers, frosted or plain? Animal crackers, frosted or plain, answer that question on the Facebook page. We will read through your answers and check in with Donnie when we come back on Colleen and Bradley on My Talk 107. A very, very important question we are asking you today on the Colleen and Bradley show on My Talk 1071. We stream live at MyTalk1071.com. Everything entertainment. I'm Colleen Lindstrom, Bradley Trainers in Paradise. He'll be back later. Don't worry about him. Holly Roberts is here. I'm in paradise with you. They that's so sweet. I'm in paradise with you. Thank you. Aww. But the question we asked today is a little spot of paradise as well on the Facebook page. It's animal crackers in your soup. Frosted or playing. Doop dee doop. Oh, good job. That was a nice little spontaneous. Thank you. Jingle. Um, it is National Animal Cracker Day, and thus we felt like it was important to ask the age-old question about animal crackers. Do you want them iced, frosted, or plain? Sonia said frosted but no sprinkles. It's my st- it was my staple breakfast food senior year in high school. Sonia. Gosh, to which I would say those were the days. But she ate the Lucky iced you. one. If you see Sonia, she put a picture of what she ate. Okay, I'm going to be Underneath honest. Underneath her first status, those are the inferior ones. Sonia, I'm sorry. Everybody, what? Everybody has their own taste. I'm throwing it down no. right here. No, it is the total frosted one, the pink and the white with no. the sprinkles on no. top. Then you can feel the no. icing in between your teeth and no. you can feel the cavities just no. forming. No, iced animals are better than frosted <gasps> animals. That should have been our that snap judgment. Been. Who knew? Hmm. Sammy said, I haven't had any since I was a kid, so plain? Uh, I would say, Sammy, 
Get out there and get some animal crackers. YOLO. They're everywhere. YOLO. And they're not expensive. I'm here to tell you. You can get a big old tub. Mm-hmm. For next to nothing. Uh, GJ said plain, but only vegan. No sense getting the wrong side of, on the wrong side of PETA. Well. <laughs> That's genius. I feel right like there. maybe you're speaking from experience, <laughs> Hilarious. GJ, so. Jennifer said plain because then I can put what I want on it. Yeah. Like mm-hmm. What do you put on it? Like, what are the options? You know what? Yogurt. Really? Nutella. Well, I oh. guess the whole cult animal crackers has the you, culture. You I do a <laughs> dunk, you, animal you make your own dunkaroos, Colleen. Mm, yes, oh Colleen. Uh-huh. Yes. I, can I just be honest? <laughs> Let's life Sonny, hack I'm, this. I'm literally just I just Googled animal cracker culture just to see if there really is one, and certainly there is. Is it live and active? Um well there another day is here and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do it. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. There are just some animal cracker facts that you need to know about mm-hmm. things. Like there's 54, there's been 54 different kinds of animals in total in the animal crackers so you might think like you just have like a small handful here's what you do with your total. animal crackers i'm gonna like i'm gonna change your life forever do it <laughs> you take plain animal crackers then you take funfetti frosting and you Ooh. get yourself a tub of frosting Yum. you get yourself a big box okay. of animal crackers and then you dip the animal crackers into the funfetti and you stuff your face Okay, I kind of that I'm hungry now. Did so. you eat? Well, obviously, Sonny, you ate Dunkaroos back in the day. Yes, I did. You sounded very excited about. What are? Well, I'm sorry to be. Dunkaroos, Dunkaroos, you don't just eat your Dunkaroos. What are Dunkaroos? Dunkaroos were the snacking sensation yes. of the 1990s, Colleen. So yeah, Dunkaroos, well. you would get a bunch of kangaroo-shaped animal crackers uh-huh. with its own. Icing dip. Mm. So think about a handy snack. Is that what they were called? Handy yeah. snacks with yeah. the weird that cheese and the wand. Oh. Dunkaroos were the sweet version of the handy snack. Yeah. Okay. I, I get. I can see that. I did love though. I what were they called? Handy snacks. The oh. one. My favorite mm-hmm. ones were the old school ones where you got the actual flat cracker and you yep. had the fake cheese food mm-hmm. and then it came with the little red spreader. Oh. That thing. Like because then when you got done spreading it on the crackers. Oh, Colleen, I love you, where you're going. Dig right in and just like use your teeth to scrape that cheese food right off. And I'm telling you, like we didn't get to have those at home. That was a special treat for when we went to go visit my dad at work because they had him in his cafeteria. Oh yeah, to fill in, folks, Colleen Lindstrom had no fun I, foods. Growing I didn't up. really have fun foods growing Colleen up. Colleen Lindstrom, no sugar cereals, favorite cereals. cereal. What's your favorite cereal again? Uh, growing up, corn bran. Yeah. What? 
That's true. Yeah. Yep. Well, look that's, who's that's here. Your, that's your favorite? That's my favorite. Look who's here. Give it up for Donnie. <laughs> hey, Donnie. How you doing, Donnie? Donnie's pretty good. I'm trying to have a conversation with you, Donnie. You interrogate Donnie. Who is Donnie? Hey, Donnie. And that's why everybody said that Colleen, she's a regular I gal. know. She's a regular gal. She loves her corn bran. Wait, right. wait. Still to this she's day? Regular. I mean, I don't really eat cereal anymore, but like but when I was growing to. up, that was like, that was my choice did in put, the morning. Did you put sugar on it? No, we couldn't well, put sugar on it. Well, that was a special treat to put sugar on your Colleen cereal. Colleen grew up like Clarissa Darling. If you remember the show, Clarissa Explains yeah. It All. Oh Mom was making tofu in a big tub. Ugh. We didn't make tofu though because, you know, soy. Yeah, um, no, it's not, it doesn't agree with certain types of people like myself. Oh, um, okay. well, I just have a disorder that uh, does no, not that, allow I for soy, but Man, the nineties snacks were amazing. Yeah. Uh, I don't oh. remember them after school oh. snacks. Okay, yes. This all started with Dunkaroos. Oh, an after school <laughs> snack for me was like an apple with peanut butter. Squeeze so it. <laughs> tricks. What are squeeze it? Squeeze it's are plastic containers containing some kind of sugary beverage and you twist off the cap oh my gosh and then you squeeze it and there's a face on it tricks yogurt i remember the wax bottles yeah Yeah, wax bottles oh my gosh what about the straws that had the powdered sugar flavored powdered sugar oh yeah Mm -hmm. those are pixie sticks pixie sticks yeah Yeah. and you get the giant ones oh yeah okay (laughs) you are way too excited about that shark bites (laughs) fruit snacks shaped like sharks I mean, can I just be perfectly honest? Like a fruit roll up at my house was like, oh my gosh, we got fruit roll ups. It's like everything's awesome. Gushers, fruit gushers. That's I don't fair. Know. Fruit roll up was was pretty popular. Yeah, That's that was fair. a big yeah. deal. Yeah. Like big yeah. deal. Yeah. If we had fruit roll ups, like the world was awesome. Uh, did you have gogurt? Mm, no, we didn't really. Yeah. That was pre. That was pre yogurty. Um, okay. You know, you would have eaten it out of like the. At, yeah, the, they the didn't have fun cup. ways to deliver the yogurt then. Oh, <laughs> and the piece de resistance, mm-hmm. the Ninja Turtle head that you would get in the ice cream truck with the googly oh, bubble yeah. gum. Oh, yeah, you can still get that. It's amazing. <laughs> you totally can still get that. Memories. But you know what? That's not what we were talking about. What we were talking about, <laughs> by the way, was animal crackers. Do you like them plain or do you want them frosted? Donnie, we ask you. Frosted, please. Frosted. Yeah. And uh, Holly? Oh, totally frosted. frosted. Yeah. No question. I, again, am going out on a limb and I have to say the iced animals all the time. Sonny? Plain. She's a pl- she likes it plain because then yeah. she can be creative. Because you yeah. like to life hack those. She dips mm-hmm. them in jelly. Yeah. I did actually. Um, <laughs> Preserves. I, I okay. Sorry. Yeah, you need, the, you need the fruity chunks, right, Sonny? Yes. The fruity fruity right. chunks. You can make, you can make little gross. cookie sandwiches. Okay, but fr- let's not say fruity chunks. Um, by the way, I, I did. Ugh, I did. Oh, I did Google what can you dip uh, your uh, animal crackers in. Mm-hmm. I think the most popular thing is funfetti really yes and there are also a ton a ton of recipes for some sort of funfetti concoction that you can serve as a dip aside your animal crackers oh, let me tell you something i have had this funfetti dip at our 
appetizer yeah. madness situation yeah. here at work where we get 500 emails about but let me tell you <laughs> yes it was worth going because yes. somebody made some funfetti thing and i like was bouncing off the walls because had so much sugar it was crazy town it was fun i would have assumed it would have been nutella because there's a whole nutella culture too i love oh, you yes. i love oh, sunny sure. and her cultures she's like <laughs> there's a you know there's an animal cracker I'm, culture I'm food, and now a nutella culture, I'm a food culture I do remember when I the first time we learned about Nutella at my house. I was like, wait, what? Hold on. There's something that has like a chocolatey experience that you can just put on toast. That is like a life hack right there before there were life hacks. All right. Thanks for showing up, Donnie. Thanks for saying hi. Lori and Julia are coming up next. And uh, we'll be back tomorrow on the Colleen and Bradley show with Holly Roberts filling in for Bradley. We'll talk to you then. My Talk 1071. Everything. What's your job, Entertainment.